Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. And now one of our regular guests, multiple premiership winning coach on the Central Coast, uh, and now with the North Sydney Bears, the benchmark, Tony Clark. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you coping, TC, with the devastating news about, firstly, Rodney Marsh? Uh, I'm sure you would have loved him back in the 1970s. And, and on top of that, unbelievable, Shane Warner's passed at the age of 52. Yeah, it's, it's quite incredible, Steve. You know, your condolences to all the families. I mean, I grew up, as you said, with Rod Marsh, you know. Court, I know Gaz said that before. Court Marsh, Bold Lily. That was how, uh, in our vernacular, everywhere we went. And, uh, and of course, to wake up this morning to, to warn his news is, uh, is, is, is unbelievable. But, uh, you know, uh, such a young man could, uh, could, could leave us. And, uh, but, but what a legacy he's left, you know. He's, he's the best I've seen. And, uh, uh, as I said, certainly condolences to, uh, to his three kids. Yeah, well said, TC. Let's get cracking on some footy this morning. So uh, did you say North Sydney are off today, but you may be planning a, a training session? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, we've had to can that too, Steve, with, with the weather, of course. Uh, yeah, but uh, round uh, five of the junior uh, representative, uh, Tasha Gale, Harold Matson, SG Ball, has been canned, um, so abandoned, so we don't have to try and make it up. So uh, Hopefully, uh, we get uh, we have a washout game next week, uh, which was a spare weekend, so we can all catch up with that one, and then hopefully get uh, get back to a bit of normality, um, you know, once the once the weather breaks. TC, let's talk NRL trials. So last weekend, these are the ones that stand out for me. So Parramatta thirty six against the Panthers nil. We've got to be mindful. Some of the some of the superstars from the Panthers didn't play in that game, but it's still a, a thirty six nil result. St. George Illawarra get over the Bunnies. I think it's the first time in a decade they've won the Charity Shield, 16-10. to Good win for the Cowboys over the Broncos. Storm beat the Knights. And then the Sharks against the Bulldogs. Uh, Monday night footy, 30 points to 6. TC, which of those games do you want to dissect? Oh, I think the Power of Penrith. Um, firstly, Steve, you know, like a, a, a master class. I mean, as we know, you know, they're only trolls, but I'm sure that... Uh... I know Ivan put on a brave face, but I'm sure there'd be a couple of concerns there. I, I just noticed a real steal uh, within the, the, the Eels. Um, uh, probably, I, I sense, I have no idea, you know, I'm not, not close to them, but I just sense with, with them losing a couple of players for, for 2023 that, um, you know, they'll be a different outfit. I, I think they're into the competition up to their ears. You know, they... Uh, um, they're a good footy team, and, and I, I think that that it shows there, there may be. I mean, uh, as we said again, that they had some uh, some pretty fair players out, but you know, is there going to be a premiership hangover uh, with the Panthers? You know, because they've they've lost some too. You know, a lot of a lot of experience and uh, and talent. So yeah, no, very interesting. Really happy to see the Dragons. I've got a big opinion of Anthony Griffin, as you know. Um, I think they're doing some wonderful things down there. Uh, they're they're in the eight this year. Um, and uh, I, I thought it was a, a you know a, a very very strong performance um, leading into your team. We don't like to talk about it, Steve. I do. We just, you know, <laughs> there's uh, there's some concerns there because the uh, the, the, the rumours are out that there's a couple of players not happy that uh, uh, we'll we'll hear about that this week. I think that Penrith may have signed someone. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking that. Uh, 
there's going to be some pressure on on Trent Barrett because they were way off. In both trials, they were they were way off. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering what the hell is Tavita Pangai Jr. doing? Like, you know, uh, did he get uh, he got ten in the bin, didn't he, during during that match? Twice. Yeah, he uh, did for just absolutely, uh, you know, like a ridiculous. It was a fair shot, but uh, you know, then then the carry on after. But I think it just shows a lack of discipline, and, and you just hope with the dogs that you know, because I mean, they've been major movers in the uh, in in the player market, but you know, they uh, they're not, you know, they're a very good team on paper, but. As everyone knows, you don't play on paper, so it uh, it'll be uh, a, a very interesting first couple of rounds for the dogs. Hey TC, did you catch any of the NRLW last weekend? I was at McDonald Jones Stadium, and uh, just a fantastic day. So winners were St George Illawarra over the Gold Coast, Brisbane, the powerhouse team, three-time premiers, uh, winners against the Sydney Roosters that included a lot of Central Coast girls, and then the final one was an epic, a field goal deciding. Two new teams in the competition, Parramatta winners against the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, making history, wasn't it? The first ever field goal, as you said, Matty Stubbins kicked, kicked the goal. And a, and a cracking game. I watched the whole lot. I just loved it. You know, I, I love the passion and the skill that the The skill level has just improved from like this time last year, or, or whether they played last year, but, but from the last competition to this competition, the, the, the skill level is, 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 is quite incredible. And... Uh, Full credit to the girls, uh, you know, the, 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 I think with the Broncos, Steve, as you said, just a juggernaut and Ali Brigginshaw, like she just gets better with age, doesn't she? You know, she just, she's the, the lieutenant or the general that, uh, that gets them around and, and they'll be very hard to beat. But you couldn't write, write uh, the roosters off, of course, you know, coached by Johnny Strange. I'm sure he's working hard this week. But, you know, anyone with Isabel Kelly, you know, uh, the young Sturgis Lazar and, of course, Jocelyn Kelleher, you know, you, you can't write them off. The young girl I was impressed with, Steve, was uh, was the Dragons' uh, winger Tegan Berry. The score the, got a double in the, in their victory and uh, showed some real footy now, some and showed some strength. One of the tries she scored, uh, you know, one of the, the NRL wingers would be proud of it. So yeah, really good to see the girls, uh, you know, getting the accolades they deserve. Uh, the guru Gary Birkinshaw has got the next question for TC, and it's around the standard of the NRLW competition that's. Got round two coming up down in Wollongong tomorrow. Yeah, g'day, TC. Uh, one thing I know, we're only in round one, but the thing that really impressed me was just they've had three new teams come into the into the competition, yet the standard still remains really high. A lot of times when you go and expand competitions, the actual the standard actually drops, but what it actually shows is there's a lot of talented uh, young female sports people are out there now. With it. They've come through rugby league or transitioning to rugby league from other other sports, but I was really impressed with the standard across the competition as a whole. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, no, uh, for sure, Gary, 100% with you on that. As I said, I, I thought the, the you know just a marked improvement in again, uh, you know where where it's heading the the women's game. I think they've done the development side so well because I mean, as we know, the women's tag has played a huge role in country rugby league and and and. To, you know, New South Wales Rugby League in the, in the fact that so many girls were playing that and they've just transitioned into, um, you know, the, the tackle side of things. And I know that, um, uh, you know, that even locally um, there, there, there's going to be an under-15 competition, an under-17 competition, tackle, uh, you know, where the girls have, have come through from the tag. And, and, yeah, they're doing it really well. And I think everyone that I've, I've, I've known that uh, is coaching um, the women is saying that it's such a pleasure to, to do it where... You know, it doesn't matter what age you do on the, the men or the, or the boys, you know, there's always a bit of an ego involved where the, where the girls are just, you know, they're, they're like sponges, you know, taking everything in. And 
um, you know, the, the clubs have really recognised that, that women's sports is, is, is going to be, if not now, you know, it's just going to be a huge part of, uh, of our sporting calendar. Yeah, it's good that you touched on that, TC, because this week they announced, obviously, that Wyong women are going to uh, actually go in the open tackle competition, the Newcastle Central Coast Cop, and they've got Mitch Williams as their coach. So there are plenty of well-known, highly credentialed you know, men's players who are getting involved in coaching of the women's teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and as I said, the, 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 the clubs, you know, the NRL clubs are seeing, um, you know, what it can offer to their brand, you know, in, in having a strong uh, women's program because, it, I mean, it's bringing supporters. There was a good crowd, you know, very inclement weather on Sunday, but a good crowd up at, up at Newcastle. And uh, and I just know with us, uh, like with the Bears, you know, we're, we're working hard with the Natasha Gale and the Harvey Norman women's, uh, which is basically the equivalent of the, the New South Wales Cup for men. Um, you know, it kicks off, I think, April the 6th. Um, but the Tasha Gale, they play with us. You know, we have a, a triple head of uh, most weekends with the with the, uh, the the girls, and 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 you can see the growth. Uh, you know, in in there too, where uh, um, the girls are just wanting to be part of rugby league. You know, and I think it's something that we really have to embrace, as all sports do, guys. I think, but uh, you know, it, 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 it's just wonderful to see that you know there's opportunities for the girls. You know, as you know, um, with, with your cricket and uh, you know the the, the, the any of the sports, so it, uh, it, it's it's just really uh, really good to see. Hey TC, you mentioned about Jocelyn Kelleher, so fantastic young lady, part of the Danica Clark Foundation. Actually, uh, Jocelyn goes from the seventh; uh, she goes to the sixth this week, so she'll play five eighth. Another fantastic young lady who I've had a bit to do with through North Entrance Surf Club, Claire Reed comes onto the wing for the Sydney Roosters, and Zahara Tamara goes back to the interchange bench. So they've tinkered a little. Racine McGregor will wear the seven for the Roosters. So they've made a couple of changes ahead of round two of the competition. TC, I just want to ask you about the local comp because I've got quite a few messages this week. There's a new points system, and my intel is this will disadvantage some clubs, and I can hear you. I can can hear you ready to tee off on this uh, because some clubs can't even put a team on the paddock. my source at the entrance, Tigers, says, Steve-O, against rumour and popular belief, as much as we attract players to our club, the projected first-grade side this year will have between 12 and 14 local juniors. Uh, and they believe that this current point system will disadvantage clubs with a small junior base. But you're at the coalface. What can you tell us? Well, yeah, not so. Yeah, yeah, not so much at the Coalface with Central Coast Rugby League, as you know, Steve. But I do have a presence uh, with the Erin Club, uh, helping their juniors out. We're, we're taking on a, a role there, so um, of course there's a lot of chat around. One of the big things I can't believe, Steve, is that we're uh, you know three weeks away from the start of the game, and there's still no draw out. Like I, I just don't know where they're where they're heading with that, and and it, it, it's a it's a grave concern because you know my uh, intel is that a Wimber have uh, forfeited their position uh, in the in the first grade competition, which is like I mean they're a foundation club. Uh, you know it's over 120 years of history. I've had a couple of great years with the Magpies, and, and they've gone by the wayside. You're hearing that Berkeley Vale, um, you know, are, are, are battling for numbers as are Woi Woi. You know, so it, it, it's in dire straits, and and you know we've got people sitting on their on their hands as well. You know the as as uh, Rowan Burns, they're, they're fiddling, you know, and and, and it's uh, it, it's such a shame. I, that's something that, that's a really interesting um, uh, comment you've had from the entrance because I know you know I had five five years at Wyong and I know, and we used to cop the same thing. But when 
when Shane Wooden and I used to sit down and go through both our teams, like we were chock full of, of, of juniors. And because we were doing the right thing, the kids wanted to stay and play. Um, I'm thinking that, that, that rugby, like rugby league on the case has to go to a Saturday competition. Um, uh, the uh, Wyong are doing wonderful stuff north of the north of the uh, the, the coast to, to provide some opportunity in the Newcastle comp, as are the Tigers. I mean, they're looking there, and, and for the life of me, I can't see why New South Wales Rugby League have knocked back Erin's application to, to be part of the Sydney Shield. I think that, you know, they're the three financially viable clubs that can certainly offer opportunity for local kids to play at a good level. And then we have to encourage um, the, the, the participation rate, uh, you know, of, of the local competition with, and, and take the financial pressure off the clubs where I believe a Saturday competition will, will try and uh, you know, generate, one, some interest and also get some people playing. You know, that, that's some, this point system I'm hearing, Steve, is just farcical. There was a, an open grader uh, player from Woodway, I won't mention his name, uh, from Woodway who, who was bought in the Warnervale area, put a home, moved his family, <coughs> thought he'd have a game like an over, so that's third grade, third grade, um, over an age, um, <coughs> under the new point system, did 25 points. In a, in a third grade comp where your your total points for open age is 25 points. There's another one lost to the game. He's going to go and play rugby union for Warnerville. So, you know, the, the hierarchy has got a heap to answer for here and uh, they just go reappoint themselves and um, and nothing's happening. So yeah. I hope that, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have a little bit more time within a couple of weeks once the Norse commitment's finished that, um, you know, ideally we can put some people together that are going to, uh, you know, be, the, be there for the benefit of the game. Well, TC, I think they need to listen to the audio of what you just said. Put that in a time capsule, but it, it obviously it's going to fall on deaf ears, right? Uh, which is, you know, we're hearing the game is on its knees in our local area. I think I saw an article on NBN News where somewhere, it might be the mid-north coast, where they've only got three teams that have lined up for their competition. Alongside us is one of the best administrators in not just New South Wales sport, but Australian sport. You need someone at the helm like a Gary Birkinshaw that can revitalise this competition. What are your thoughts, Guru? Yeah, well, it's obviously through the AFL part, even with cricket. One thing I've, I've noticed... A couple of things you've mentioned really good points, DC. And one is the the sad day sport. There's a I've noticed on the Central Coast there's no penchant for anyone to want to play on Sunday sport. Okay, there's so many other different things to do on on a Sunday. The last thing they want to do is go and play competitive sport. They're working again on on Monday, so um, so sad days definitely going. I definitely through cricket. So most of ours is now done through sad day. But you also mentioned about the the point system and. and I, for one, I'm yet to see where a point system really works in, in any sport in, in the country because um, yeah, it, I, I just don't see how it works. And the AFL didn't work. It hasn't stopped the strong clubs from getting stronger. Um, all it does is, is just is, is it makes, pushes people away from the game because people aren't still going to go. It's supposed to be about the point system is supposed to help the, 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 the lower clubs attract players. But it doesn't work that way because if a player wants to go and play, say, for the AFL for Terrigal, if they can't get to play for Terrigal, they'll just stop playing. So they're actually lost to the game. So Terrigal still remains strong in the AFL. And, say, a Gosford is certainly not getting it because they're not, they're not getting the players who don't go to Terrigal. They just stop playing. So you need to find a way of how do we keep those players still in the game and then, but then how, what other ways we can do to help Gosford, for example, in this example, get stronger. Yeah, I know you're 100% correct. There you go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I mean, it's a generational thing with the lack of participation. I, 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 I believe in rugby league 
um, not knowing too much about other sports, but in rugby league, there's far too much emphasis on the junior representative program. I mean, and that's you know uh, uh, being contradictory with me being involved in it. But we have to we have to raise the ages on that because what that does is have the impact. You know, if you're taking 15 and 16 and 17 year olds away, uh, you know they're not they're not coming back because they don't think they've made it and they won't come back to to their local club. So that's something that we really have, that the, the, the NRL, as a, you know, they keep talking about doing the grassroots. I mean, if we don't do something, honestly, we'll be watching Oztag on the, on the, or, or Women's Rugby League on the long weekend in October within 10 years because the male participation is frighteningly low. And it's all, you know, look, we, we're going to become like the US college system where you're only going to have the representative program and you're not going to have any local sport. And I think that, you know, we, we, we just can't, can't allow that to happen. Oh, T, so you've hit the nail right on the head there. That, that, you, you, you speak exactly the same way as I speak as well. My thoughts exactly around representative sport. That It becomes another club to some people, and they, they put all their they, – they believe that representative football is the football, and if they don't succeed at that, they stop playing because they don't believe there's any other, there's any other sport apart from representative, yeah, representative it, sport. It's a good conversation because let's look at Daniel Lloyd in the AFL who gets picked up from Kalani Val Bombers. So he walks away from that representative program, doesn't he? Like he was down at the Western Bulldogs, didn't suit him. Uh, you know, he was too young. He was away from home. Comes back, you know, is a superstar at Kalani Vale and ends up at GWS. Now, there's some factors in play. You know, I think Mark McVeigh is at GWS at the time. And so he's an example. Brendan O'Hagan's playing over in England at the moment. Now, he's not in the Super League, but... You know, the rep, junior rep program didn't suit him, so he went back and played at Berkeley Vale. So there are other pathways if you're a talented player. Garrick? Yeah, so you look at a player. A player goes and puts everything. And say they go and play five games at, at the elite level. Or a player who's then played 400 games at club football in a social, semi-professional environment. At the end of their career, who's had the most enjoyable and, and most successful um, experience in, in sport? It's be the bloke who's played the 400 local games. He'll have, he'll, he'll have more memories than someone who might have made five games at, at the top level. Yeah, running out through the tunnel of love when he plays his final game, he's chaired off, all those kind of things. TC, uh, any final words from you? We need to go to our next break. Uh, yeah, no, no, but thanks. So that, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully see you next week. Hey, uh, also, mate, uh, I'm sure you want to say a couple of things about the Danica Clark race day that was a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, uh, a vast amount of money was raised and it's all going to go to Central Coast athletes. Some of them are competing at the Paralympic Winter Games, including Ray Anderson in the next week. Yeah, so exciting. So we had a wonderful day. <clears throat> Again, thank you to, uh, uh, to the, the Entertainment Centre or the Gosford Race Club. You know, over 300 people in the room. You're at your very best, of course, to have. Uh, and, and what a privilege. Um, to have uh, Nicola McDermott, you know, the reigning silver medalist uh, from the Tokyo Olympics in the high jump, you know, and, and of course our uh, first ever scholarship holder, Chris Dodd. So very, very special day uh, for the foundation. And uh, only a couple of weeks away now that we uh, we announce our class of 22. So uh, a, another uh, a huge milestone for us in the fact that, um, you know, we'll be announcing our 100th scholarship recipient. So, yeah, yeah, something we're, we're very proud of, Steve. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Tony Clark joining us. I think he's in career best form this morning.